Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Comic Book Club. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are coming to you live from a couple of places on the internet. We're live over on Crowdcast. We're live over on YouTube. We're coming to you later a bunch of places as well. Spotify, Stitcher, your grandma's house, other places like that. Yeah, we've tuned into your grandma's transistor radio and we are broadcasting like a bunch of ghosts out of her. (laughs) And her metal plate, the metal plate in her head. Uh, But wherever you're tuning in. Yeah. Uh, Why does that keep happening every week? I honestly don't know. You know what we need? Resolution, we need a producer. We're going to make it happen this year. Wow. (laughs) Too much behind the curtain, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, are you saying that just because Pete is frozen and I messed up the sound cue at the top of the the show? Let's be honest. I'm producing this shit. Ready? And we are go for talking about the drink of the week. Well, the drink of the week is a good old... Old-fashioned, as frequent listeners slash viewers might know, Brett Macris, our CBC chef, has been curating drinks every single week for the show. This week, he curated Mitch Gerard's famous author, yes. uh, author, uh, famous artist's uh, unique old-fashioned. Uh, did you end up going with the exact recipe that Mitch recommends? Mine's no. a little lighter. Um, what is it? I, I substituted. It's I made the drink. I just substituted tequila for the uh, bourbon, <laughs> and then uh, triple sec for the simple syrup, and lime juice for the bitters. Ooh, uh, oh wow, that's a really it's interesting a, so take on an old devious. fashioned. It's old fashioned. Well, here's the thing. Uh, my wife and I are doing a margarita night later on, and I didn't. I wanted to make sure to preserve that, so I made myself a margarita to oh, kick it off. Very nice, you know. And That's Mitch, cool. I'll catch up with you to maybe tomorrow with that drink. Or yes. tomorrow. Morning. I did actually make uh, an old fashioned. I didn't have a lemon peel at home. That's part of the recipe. Uh, but hey, I always love a good old fashioned. Substitute tequila. Oh, tequila and all of the recipes for a margarita. There you go. Yeah. Uh, now, another thing that frequent listeners of the show might know is we have been asking you folks if you can drop recommendations of books you would like us to review. Older books, preferably, 
or things we missed or things we revisited. Older books. Older books like the Bible or mm-hmm. the New oh, Testament well, or well. the Gideon's Bible or no, literally thumbs like down. <laughs> all no, the pictures. All, uh, books that maybe we haven't revisited in a while or haven't checked out at all. Uh, we've been getting some great suggestions from you guys again in the iTunes comments. Uh, this week on our Stack Podcast, we're going to be reviewing one of those, which is Spider-Man the Other, a book that, frankly, I had completely forgotten about, so I'm excited to chat with you guys about yeah. it on the Stack oh. Podcast. But we have a new request to read out here. This is from Kelso now on iTunes. Really enjoy all the shows, podcasts these guys put out week to week. Very fun, funny, and always entertaining. IMO. Oh. Please review I Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number one, if you can. Ooh. I'm almost done, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, too. You got it, Kelso Nell. We will review it you not on it, this Kelso. week's Stack Podcast, but next week's Stack Podcast. Next week, we will do it. And I can guarantee that one of us will like exactly half of that book. Yep. <laughs> and that's Pete, and that's just the turtley part. <laughs> well, I don't know. I haven't read the book. Maybe the Power Rangers are also turtles in this continuity. Whoa. That's true. And let's, let's be honest. Aren't they basically the same thing? Oh, come on, different, man. It's no. just slightly like, different how costumes. How dare you? Yellow, dare Yellow Ranger does machines, right, I believe? Oh, <laughs> oh what is that? Well, anyway, if you got a request, drop it in the iTunes comments. We would love to check them out. It's been very fun revisiting books that we wouldn't necessarily be reviewing. And we are going to bring in our first guest into the stream. He is the creator of the new Kickstarter, Deadbeats and Miscreants. His name is Rich Wosicki. Uh, and it is very cool, very fun project that I'm very excited to chat about. Ladies and gentlemen, Rich, hello. Hey. hey. Rich. Hey, how you doing? Doing great, everybody. How you doing? <laughs> good, good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for chatting about the Kickstarter. Now, you are in not exactly the final days. You have a little more uh, than a week at this point as we're going. But uh, how how's the kick? Just as before we even get into the book, what's the experience of the Kickstarter been like for you so far? Uh, it's interesting. You know, it's um, I did a Kickstarter once before years ago for um, um, a web series with a couple of friends of mine. They had a, uh, we had a small production company and it was a lot easier with four or five people than it is with one. Yeah. It's just been, uh, you know, it's, it's been intense and I've kind of like, uh, I built up to it for months and um, even just doing it. It's like every day there's something new, you know, it's just like, Oh, I forgot this or I could reach out to this or, like, you know, every path leads to an entirely new one. And part of me kicks myself for being like, oh, why didn't I think of that before? But of course, no. you know, you, you just figure it out. It's like... Those uh, are the kicks in Kickstarter. It's <laughs> exactly. <kicking> yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's also, really it's a learning experience, right? Like, obviously, it's a harrowing learning experience because you're watching that money tick by and either you're going to meet it or not. But at the same time, like you get stuff you can take away from it and then you can apply potentially to further experiences or to the experience that you're doing right now, like you're saying. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, like, um, I, most of these things I never go to prep for, like I never would have thought of doing, or I just completely wouldn't have thought of at all. And well, not to give away the farm, but for anybody who might be considering doing a Kickstarter, what are, what's one of the things that you never would have thought of? Well, um, I mean, even contacting you guys was something that for some reason I didn't think of. Like I went to a comic review sites and I was like, oh, that's the way to do it. Right. And it's like, no, there's a whole world of podcasting. I listen to podcasts <laughs> constantly. Mm. 
of course that's an option to do. <laughs> and like, and when, even when you guys reached me back, I was just like, oh, that's crazy. Cause I like, I've just been listening to y'all for so long that oh. it's it just like, <laughs> I was, was like, it just didn't think of it at all. It was like, no, nah, it was, it's beyond me. You know, like that's for real comic creators and all that stuff. And me just kind of pigeonholing myself in this independent. Oh, come on. We have stuff. room. <laughs> We're sick of each other. We're ready for new fresh voices. <laughs> yeah, in here. Yeah. So please bring us some yeah. opinions. Well, uh, part of the reason we wanted to have you on, though, and thank you for the kind words, is uh, we it's a very fun project and it's clearly a labor of love for you. Where how how long has this idea been batting around in your head at this point? I mean, honestly, like over 10 years, it's been something that I've just jotted notes Um, like it started as just character studies where I was just like, hey, can I make like 10 people to occupy a book? And um, <laughs> it, it, after a while, it's like, yeah, there's a few, like, not all of them are winners, but there's definitely a couple of characters that I gelled with or that seemed to really grow on me. Well, lay, even, lay out the premise before we get too much further, uh, just so everyone can check out these characters and know where they are. Yeah, sure. It's um, it's about, uh, the main character's name is Kelly, so I'm kind of giving him like a boy named Sue vibe from the get-go. Right. <laughs> uh, he's got a definite chip on his shoulder and isn't where he wants to be, which is basically just working at a comic shop with like a bunch of his friends. And um, uh, yeah, he's uh, just like really kind of hit a wall in life. He's really stunted himself. And then he um, through these evil characters that kind of just like come in these real like pieces of shit it like just uh jumpstart <laughs> his uh excitement about this item which is like the main macguffin of the book it's almost like uh it's a magical pen that's almost like a green lantern ring or um mm. what i what i always compare it to is uh it's the giant pencil from duck amuck the old looney tunes cartoons mm-hmm. <laughs> you know where you can just like create whatever out of yeah. thin air and then um Except to like, unlike a Green Lantern ring, you're stuck with everything. Like you make something, it's there, it's permanent. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's like how this kind of like reinvigorates him to kind of like take control of his life and uh, to do something with himself. But also like it leads him down this entire adventure that he was in no way prepared for or was not expecting to ever happen. And so the Kickstarter, if I was reading it right is six issues plus some ancillary material. Mm-hmm. At this point, what have you created going into it? You have a couple of strips, right? Sort of setting up the premise. Yeah, I um, just to see if, uh, like, once I did all my character designs and saw that that was something and started building the world to it, I did these test sheets that I just call the Lucy's now because they were just one page. Like, I, I saw them as large Sunday comics, um where it was just like you know all right can i now can i personally make a comic can i make it interesting can i like have like interesting panel choices or really put my own imprint on it and i did that for about a year i had about 16 pages at the end and i was like you know what like i i had written two full scripts and then i was talking to uh my friend demetrius who runs anyone comics um he was just like you're the the weirdest artist i know everyone every artist i know (laughs) draws everything first and then it just makes shit up as they go you're the first guy i know who has like like because i wanted to do all six scripts at once and then start wow. the book he's like just fucking do it man like just <laughs> what are you, why are you torturing yourself yeah exactly. yeah, exactly. yeah so um i just jumped into it like uh, the, the i mean even the script i'm just finishing up which is uh 
Well, uh, right now it's with my letterer, uh, issue two. Um, I'm still working on the last minute inks and um, the book itself is constantly evolving, but like next book is the one that's, I have no script for right now. I have a million notes. They're all organized to their specific folders per, per issue, but uh, it's get Yeah. It's going to be, it's exciting, you know, but it's also like I've spent now two years drawing this book like nonstop. Wow. So I have much better feel for it. Like the style of it is evolved. The characters are more solid. Um, yeah, it's just it's this is all I want to do, really. It, it's great, though. It's it, I think it shows in the work. It's like it, the art's super refined. It feels like you, the characters are like fully realized. The the pen feels like maybe a metaphor uh, for you getting that book done. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent. I mean, there is there's there's a lot of crazy weird shit that happens in this book, but it is 100 percent based on life. <laughs> And I love too to get back to the Kickstarter of of it all. It sounds like you're doing you're getting past one of the big things that people do incorrectly about Kickstarter, which is you already have a bunch of stuff in the can. Like a lot of people are like, since Kickstarter is all or nothing in terms of the money, they're like, well, I'll wait to do it until I get the money. But the fact that you're gonna I, it, do- it might work out though. I my moon Kickstarter for the moon base I want to build is like mm-hmm. doing pretty well so far. You keep asking me for money, and I'm I'm bone dry at this point Justin. there's a lot of great incentives like living in the moon base once i figure no, it out i know i keep pledging higher and higher levels but it's just me at this point you have one supporter i only want one one backer <laughs> <laughs> my friend alex oh, that's very nice i can't wait to live on the moon with you like gene and scott and wolverine yep P- pizza wolverine if you could just get on board Be- Pledge the Kickstarter. You can do it. Anyway, <laughs> back to Rich's Kickstarter, though. Yes. Uh, like I'm saying, though, I think uh, it's great that you're getting ahead because that really provides proof of concept for people of like, yeah, I'm going to pledge this thing and I'm not going to never see anything. You actually have stuff done. So that's that's super smart. That's great to hear. Oh, thanks. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm such a like I'm, I'm just a workhorse when it comes to this. Like if if I start something, I will just. Like, I mean, you can ask my wife. Every night, it's just me sitting next to her watching TV, but I'm just drunk. You know, well, I we got some great news. Life. Your wife is here on the street. Let's bring her in. Oh, she misses you. Please stop with the Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. My dog, watch which is this like show too, with me. Kicking the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah it's, there's only so much Australian Survivor I can watch before I just need to tune out mentally. <laughs> Whoa. What? She's in Very deep specific. on Aussie Survivor? That's like, it's, she's clearly you know, addicted to mainline Survivor and is just trying to get another fix. Oh, yeah. No, it's, um. I mean, I know that the last season just ended, but even still, it's just like, when's the next one? When's the next one? How much of this do we have to get to until the next season? Is back on wow. the so curious. Are they more extreme yeah. down there? Probably. <sighs> Kind of, yeah. Like the physical oh, activities wow. are crazy, and the just hearing everybody talk like all at once, it makes me spill out the worst Australian accent that yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, like I just oh, I turn into um, and I know he's from New Zealand, but it's it, I turn into what's his name, Reese Darby from uh, Flight of the Concords. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, nice. it's just so like, oh, we're present here. Hello, Reese. <laughs> <laughs> like, how anyone sounds on the show, Brit. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, to get back to the book for one second at this point. So again, <laughs> okay, oh, sorry, guys. So again, you got uh, by right now, depending on when people listen to the podcast, eventually it'll be less than this, but you have about nine days left. People can pledge it. If they pledge the Kickstarter, what do they get? Do they get the full book at this point? All six issues plus the ancillary stuff? Oh, yeah. Um, I've got it set up. So like my reward timeline is 
uh, basically based on when the six, when I expect the six book to come out. Like if I hit the numbers I'm looking for, it's like it's essentially that, you know, that buys me the time to sit down and really just pump this thing out. Mm. So, uh, you know, through some tiers you get digital copies, which are just like right now I have a kind of um, pay what you want thing. I'm a big fan of panel syndicate. So I'm hoping that just gets it out there a little bit more. Yeah. Um, but also the individual issues, uh, collected volume. I have some push goals. We're hoping to get hardcovers, but you know, like uh, I check out the pricing and everything. We're, we're sticking with the paperbacks right now. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, yeah, this is the like uh, all for the first story arc. Like you'll get like a complete story as soon as it's done, and you know, opening up the doors for the next chapter. Well, it sounds uh, hilarious. Love the character design. I really hope you, you meet your goals because uh, I definitely want to see this collected. It, it looks really awesome. Pledges right, Kickstarter, really support that. Australian yeah. Survivor. <laughs> That's not what it is, but uh, support this Kickstarter anyway. Rich, yeah, thank yeah. you so much for coming on. Good luck with everything. Uh, fingers crossed. We're hoping it comes through. Yeah, yes. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Take right, care, man. Great to have you, man. Right. I'll be continuing to watch the rest of the show. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Once again, the project is called Deadbeats and Miscreants. It's from Rich Wosicki, and it's up on Kickstarter right now. Unless you're listening to this 10 days from now, in which case, it's a successful Kickstarter. Okay, all right. Congratulations. Yeah. That's nice. Yes, we'll see uh, what Pete, happens. Pete, really, you ducked out when we were talking earlier. Your old-fashioned looks a little weird to me. Is the color right on that? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, old fashioned? What are you talking about? The, the drink drink oh, is that an old fashioned Mountain Dew and vodka? No, that's a new. A, that's a new fashioned. <laughs> a new fashioned. It's a, um, you know, it's vodka with a little soda water and just a splash of, of a lemon lime Gatorade. You know what I mean? Just oh. a just a little flavor. <laughs> <laughs> just making it worse every week. Pickle juice. Kevin in the comments says, "Is that pickle juice?" Because no. just so you know, that's the color for those only listening. It's the color of pickle juice or real like uh, Tom Hanks character from Castaway, the day he got off oh. the island. I thought His you were going to say, and this is a true fact, the original title of the Tom Cruise movie was The Color of Pickle Juice. <laughs> yeah. They changed it. Did it work well with audiences? Let's mm-hmm. bring in our next guest. He's incredibly talented creator and his new book, Falcon Spear, is now on stands from Dark Horse. He's calling us all the way from the other side of the pond. So uh, we mm. thank him very much for yeah, staying up. Thanks for staying up. Doing a, yeah, Stay doing up the show. Uh, Warwick Johnson Codwell. Again, the book is called Falcon Spirit. It's based on a project that he did with Mike Mignola um, back in the day, but expands on that in a big way. If you haven't read the book already, again, it's been on stands for about a week, I think, at this point. Uh, super fun, super uh, good, supernatural mystery. Um, and uh, I'm excited to chat about it. What? Did, yeah. you, did you like my... Uh, Killing yeah. for time. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Yeah, it's thanks. Totally and thank you guys for your help. It's yeah, like it a is. formula. It was like a Formula One race. If they ran out of gas right when it started, <laughs> like, almost immediately. Uh, and Formula One races don't have to go very far. It's just about going very fast. Yeah, they're just using baby formula, right? That's why it's called Formula One. Oh, yep. wow. the first formula is baby formula. Formula <laughs> One. Very cool. I love that. Uh, uh, yep. What what else do you guys love? What's going on with you? <laughs> I love how um, a couple of minutes ago I was like, you know, we've been doing this for long. We need new ideas. And Alex is desperately trying to think of one thing to talk to us about. <laughs> You're like, what else do you love? <laughs> like a job uh, interview uh, where you can't Justin? find your resume. <laughs> so I see you've been with this company for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. 
Where where are you uh where are you I looking to Lamb. go with this organization? I love yeah, Pete. Um all the way to the top. Um <laughs> how are you guys doing in this very, very cold weather? Pete, what's your the Philadelphia experience like? Uh, um, you? As we I, I don't know uh, if anyone knows this, but Pete's power went out last yeah. week while we were recording something fully blacked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm always wondering if uh, you jinxed us on that or how that worked. Hey, hey, hey. Warwick. Hello. How are you? <laughs> Again, welcome. Oh, well, I'm glad we checked. Uh, this was all working beforehand. Uh, it never. It, it, there's always problems. I, I've said this multiple times on the show. We're multiple years into a pandemic where people only relate over video chat and we still haven't all figured it out. So. Someday. Maybe in year 10 <laughs> of the pandemic, we'll get it all done. Oh, don't um, put that out there. Wow. I control these things. Uh, let's talk about Falcon Spear, though. This is yes. such a cool, awesome, fun project. Just to clarify for anybody, this isn't necessarily part of the Mignola-verse or anything else, but it is spinning off of a book that you did with Mike Mignola, or a short story you did with Mike Mignola. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. This is... Uh, Mr. Higgins comes home um, was 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 the the start of this, and it is it is not Minola verse. It's not outer verse. This is out of it verse. This is um, I think this is uh, us and uh, the amazing screw on head, and I think mm. uh, we've got we've got no attachments to anything else. to go crazy. Awesome. That's great. You can cut loose. Hey. Uh, what I love oh, about this book, no, 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 that's fine. I think we're on a little delay here, but don't worry about it. We'll compensate. Uh, the uh, what I love about this book is that it is scary. There's a bit of horror in it, uh, but at the same time, it's kind of fun and funny and cheeky. And the way that you pace things out leads to a fair bit of comedy. How how do you balance those two things in the book at the same time? Oh, it's really tricky, um, but it was something that uh, the Mike wrote the script. Mike wrote the first one. He wrote Mr. Higgins Comes Home, and the script was had all those elements in it. And and reading the script, um, I could see more of you know a lot of humour in in his stuff. I mean, not like jokes all the way through, but there's just there's moments. And in that script for Mr. Higgins, there was just lots of fun i mean some of it was pretty gruesome gory fun but it was it was lots of fun and so i really wanted to make sure i sort of got that um with the others and so um i I think maybe something i'd like to you know to do i think it's good to have a balance to sort of you know some lighter moments and and some darker moments and then just sort of as i say some sort of outrageous gruesome bits as well it's always fun to throw in (laughs) yeah Uh, Oh, I ahead, really Pete. love the the journey. We kind of go on with the main characters. Um, very interesting the way, like I'm trying not to spoil things for people who haven't read it. I highly recommend this. This is really amazing. Um, I just love the kind of like, we think we understand what's going on. And then there's this reveal after somebody kind of, you know, has this dilemma of like, how do I get past this? And uh, it was such a creative uh, a kind of a conclusion to the story. We read so many comic books. I was really blown away with how this concludes and wraps up. Oh, that's great. I mean, that's really cool to hear. It's, I mean, you never quite know where these 
you know, the book start, but I think probably it was, you know, this one was sort of almost through, not quite at the end, but halfway, you know, over halfway through was sort of the first ideas for it and sort of, you know, what I wanted to do and, and what sort of story it was going to be and then sort of tried to work it out from, from there. So you sort of get your, your main points. And so you, you just sort of, the time you spend working out and sort of, uh, you know, the writing of it, you sort of, uh, at some stage, especially when you're in the thick of the artwork, you sort of trying to remember when you thought it was a good idea <laughs> and uh, and hoping you were right when you were thinking it was a good idea because it seemed like such a long time oh, ago. Man. So you sort of just having to try and make sure you've got faith in yourself from when you made those first decisions. Mm. So. No, I'm glad, glad you hear you like it. Thank you. Um, so now you said this is sort of um, in its own universe. Is this kicking off a much larger universe that we're going to get into? Um, well, uh, uh, there's no no plans. I mean, yes, yeah, I think that's a brilliant idea, but, um, <laughs> but I'm not publishing the books. You know, I I got away with the you know the first one was was amazing. You know, a completely amazing thing to have happen, and um, and uh, and I thought uh, you know I having done that, that was I thought I'd got away with quite enough. But then I did a second, <laughs> yeah. and now this, and so you know. I, I keep, I'll keep chancing my arm. I'll keep pushing my luck and, um, and, and see how many we do get. Mm. But there's loads. I mean, there's just right drawing and writing these things. And, you know, every, every, every other page has got ideas on it that then I'm thinking of to turn into something else. Mm. So, wow. um, uh, to... the, the, the Vulcan Spear himself was a, oh yeah. No, go ahead. I, I was interrupting you. Please go ahead. Oh no! I was only no Falkersbeard. James the Falkersbeard, the main character, was. A, I got my comps. I got the box of Mister Higgins and took them to a, a a fairly local art fair and was excitedly trying to sell them. But of course, it wasn't the right sort of place to be selling <laughs> that sort of book. But I was uh, drawing characters to sell out with it, to you know, just to sort of encourage people. And and the first sort of iteration of of Falkersbeard was was that day. So you know. Oh, that's awesome! Um, you know, these, they're just full of ideas, and and they're sort of coming from just you know the movies full of ideas anyway. So you, you keep going and going. I think so. It just happened by chance. You were just sketching, and then something came into shape. Yeah, well, it just it, it, yeah. I don't tend to have a. It's it's a weird. It, I don't tend to have an idea. I don't have an image of something in my head which I then put down on paper. I've got ideas, which I then work out on paper. Oh, wow. So so you'll end up drawing things like I think. Well, that's that looks interesting, or he looks cool, or or she looks that you know, you know, ace. And so you know, you don't quite always know what you're going to turn up with. So so it's the drawing of it as well. You're just having ideas for different bits. I love you hearing know, whether that. Whether it's costume or how they stand, or whether you. I love hearing that because well, my brain goof, my brain works like in the exact opposite way. I feel like I <laughs> always have to have it inside before it comes out. And to hear someone just like do it and then check uh, it out is amazing. Well, it, can, it kind of makes it entertaining for me. <laughs> yeah, um, right. You're of, a fan of what of you're doing. Sort, because, well, it, yeah, I, I know. And so um, I, I sort of uh, have lacked... Um, sort of what's the word competitiveness and you know I, I can just amuse myself it's a bit like well it is it's, i don't play video games i don't don't don't, don't no need to i waste enough time just drawing stuff so, <laughs> and, and that's what i'm not working still so. 
Time not uh, wasted. This is amazing looking. Uh, I did want to ask you about <laughs> inspiration, sort of where the story comes from. I know we touched on that a little bit, but you're dealing with gothic ideas here. You're dealing with mysteries here. You're dealing with vampires here, which is very well-trodden territory, but I feel like you have found something fresh. How much... How much involved? How much of it is involved in racking your brains in terms of going like, okay, I'm dealing in this sphere that's been done, that's been done, that's been done, that's been done, that's been done. Okay, this is the thing that has not been done, and this is how I can find my unique spin on it. Um. Well, I mean, we talked a bit about it uh, uh, with these Mister Higgins. You know, came from a real. That, that's a sort of common ground from the fact that I'm just a, I'm a massive Manola fan and, and that work and his interest in that, but it's the way he draws his art before. But there's a, a very, you know, a common interest in Universal Monster Hammer, UK Hammer Horror and that sort of thing. And those sorts of worlds are just, you know, bareful. And of course, they're sort of, you know, transporting from classic. And it gets into... The particularly with the films, and uh, we're talking about it. It's, it's more my memory of the films, you know. Mm-hmm. It, rewatching them, they suddenly often turn out to be worse than I remember, <laughs> um, you know, or some of them are in places. But it's it's it, it, when you're watching a film and you think, well, that would have been better if so and so did this, or, or wouldn't it have been cool if that person, you know, blew up or or didn't blow up, or you know, it's it's and and so it's it's sort of going through those sorts of things, you know, all this sort of genre. Film stuff and thinking, well, that was great, but this could have happened. Because um, it's it's fun to play, you know. You don't want to just. You know, um, I don't want to make totally original stories as much as I want to tell stories in an original way. Which I I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah. If I'm being uh-huh. sensible, but I mean, I'd rather because these 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 are sort of they're they're kind of they are genres, so they're sort of playing with ideas. Although you start to go into rules of vampires and stuff like that, and you know it's pretty much you can do what you want because everyone's decided thing might work and something else doesn't. So, and, uh, so that's. Fun. What about your uh, comedic influence? Yeah, they're not necessarily all hard and fast rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, wow. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I can't. I'm completely blank. Can't think of anything. Um, just you. Comes out of you. Well, there you go. just yeah, yeah. No, my my kids are stupid dogs. And well, no, there's <laughs> nothing. It's, there's, it's uh, I'll say any in ten. It's time. And like I say, it was reading reading the script, reading Mike Madonna's script for Mister Higgins. You know. I was laughing and, you know, it, it was funny and it was not, you know, it wasn't jokes. I think it's, it's, you know, they're just sort of like, you know, people doing, I don't know what the stupid thing is. Say. People doing no, funny things. I, I ask See, because I, I feel like it's um, so hard to write comedy in comics. And when I, when someone does it, I'm so curious what they're sort of drawing from it. And, and I feel like it is sort of like you're, reading something else and like you're sort of uh, taking it in sort of subconsciously even. Yeah, I, I, I do a lot of just sort of watching people, you know, I do a lot of 
for years, I just figures. Um, you know, I did a straight work. I've done concept work for film like that, but I draw people and I was draw, just keep an eye on people, what they do, and uh, and sort of that sort of thing. Um, sort of funny situations, I guess, and sort of how and people's really comical, and so um, so it's just trying to translate that into sort of kind of write it down or draw it and hope it works you know the, the, this one was funny <laughs> the other two are a bit more i mean it's a bit more light in the other two this one's just slightly darker it's just a it's, it, it's just a slightly uh sort of which is funny because the first one sort of got quite a lot of um oh i'm not trying to think of the word but you know the, the, that's the first one's a uh, sort of a tragedy kind of thing but mm-hmm. in a funny way yeah. This one's a bit yeah. gloomy, but I was so trying to put in some other light bits, put in some jokes without sort of yeah. breaking the balance, or or, or maybe to, maybe suggesting it was going to turn out some other way than it. Yeah, I think well, you definitely achieved that. Uh, well, let me I'll ask have you. A thing you about, about, uh, Twenty minutes time. I'll, I'll... Okay. Not to keep challenging you with things, but just to move over to artistic style, just because I see in our comments here on Crowdcast, there's a lot of people trying to say, oh, your artistic style is like this. It's like this other thing. Uh, to me, it definitely looked like, and this is probably a very obvious influence, but to me, it looked like Mike Mignola, but also by way of Kate Beaton a little bit, who I don't know if you're familiar with, sort of mixed together. Oh, are wow. those are those your influences at all, or who who do you look to artistically? Uh, they would be, yep, yeah, obviously, my way up there. Kate Beaton's uh, ace of great work, and so you're yeah, definitely there too. But, um, sort of, it looked to everyone to see, always keep an eye out on, on, on what people are doing. I, I like and sort of seeing you have a good again just sort of working out what it is i like so it's just you see something that looks awesome and so then i spend a bit of time trying to work out what is it i like about it you know what's it doing differently or what's it doing well um you know um my art my this never tried i don't have like a i can't you know draw a a bowl of fruit in a fantastic fashion and then draw it in (laughs) my style it's i just only draw the that way and this way is kind of sort of drawing a lot since as far as i can remember just sort of grabbing ideas that i've seen you know off everyone who's any good you know and that started off in the uk you know 2008 the anthology comic with some of those amazing artists there and so many different styles from the same before you but always just sort of like looking at how people are doing things that you know you, you don't like drawing, you know, don't like drawing hands or don't like drawing noses or something like that. So I spend time having a look at where people do it and how they do it. And you usually find cheap one way or other, which is brilliant because then you can just do the same thing. Shadow <laughs> under the so you don't have to draw any of the noses, just draw a bit of a shadow underneath. That, that's it. And after a bit, you sort of start picking up different styles, version of how to do things, whether it's comics or, you know, fine art or uh, you know anything or cartoons on the telly and so it all sort of pulls together and um that's where that's what my style is that's how it's got to where it is or that's how the way i draw so it's just a load of 
decisions, whether good ones or bad ones. Um, and I, I think it will keep changing sort of slightly. Yeah, but, sure. um, but well, yeah, no, definitely Mike Winova and uh, Kate Beaton's just works great. So awesome. Uh, well, this book is tremendous. I, really I unbelievable. Such, yeah, really great. such a blast reading it. Yes, um, do you, you have, so uh, before we let oh, you go. Is, so thanks. That's ace. Yeah. Is there anything else coming Thank up you. that you want to plug in particular other than Falcon Spear? Uh, there is a uh, cold check at Stormstarter, which I am um, artwork for hmm. coming up. Nice. Wow, the, the Kickstarter is running now, actually. I need to point mm-hmm. out. We had him on last then, week. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, not, not helpful, quite enigmatic, but there is a, a, a series I will be working on for a brand new uh, publishing partnership, which will be announced later this year. So there's not much I can say about it because they're going to do their announcement. Um, sure. So there's more work and the original story coming from me for that. So, nice. Which is pretty exciting stuff. It's great. Yeah. Well, cool. Warwick, thank you so much for coming on. Please uh, go to sleep because we kept you up <laughs> late enough as it is. Uh, and again, the book is great. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks, Warwick. Thank you. Thanks See you, so Warwick. much for having me. Yeah, take thank care. You. All right, there we go. Uh, That is Warwick Johnson Conwell. The book is called Falcon Spear. It's out right now from Dark Horse Comics, and it is very, very fun. Good, rollicking, old-timey adventure that you definitely should check out. And now we're going to move to our next section, which is my favorite section, because you all make it up. It's your audience question. Yeah! And for audience questions, I see a couple of you have already done this, but if you're over on YouTube... Drop a question down in the YouTube comments here on Crowncast. Drop it and ask a question. And tell you what, normally at this point, we usually do something that we're drinking, but we've already done that unless, Justin, you moved on to a brewski, right? You did, I did. Oh, there's no label on it. A generic (laughs) brown beer. It was an old man on the street handed to me. It's the Brooklyn Sour, the Bel Air Sour, Mm, which is something I like. Yes. I want to like sours, but they make me sick for some reason. I don't know what it is. Yeah. That's the alcohol in there. Mm-hmm. Can't have because too much drink of them. 15 or 16 of them. I get it. Well, it's because you like pumpkin beer, so your body's attuned to that. And when you drink something that's the opposite of that, your body's like, whoa! I'll tell you what. Uh, one thing I'll mention that I'm not drinking this week that I did get. There's a Irish cream stout from Southern Tier. So good. You love it. So good. Highly recommended. Let's move to some questions here. This is from Charlie Billings over on Crowdcast. Don't you fellas have some sort of comedy background? What is that exactly? Comic comics? <laughs> also, who are you? Some stand-up comedians that you guys like? I may have added the emphasis there myself, but wow. yes, we do have a comedy background. Do you guys want to... Who, who wants to take this one? Justin? Uh, yeah. Um, we met uh, in the comedy world here in New York City. Um I came up to the Upright Citizens Brigade as an improviser and uh, sketch guy, UCB guy. UCB. Um, got into a writing sketch, writing for TV. I still work in uh, TV and stuff as like that. As a live producer. 
Natal, line producer, um, just about to start a new show, uh, another comedy show. Um, so Woo-hoo-hoo. came up through comedy, doing comedy. And, and we'll go down soon, through comedy. I'll die doing comedy. Yeah. I'm going to fall back down to tragedy soon. <laughs> like, finally, it's coming. Oh, man. Don't stretch it out, dude. Stretch it out. Uh, uh, no, Pete. So yes, and some fave uh, stand-up comics. No, but Pete, Pete, talk about oh, your, sure. you guys have to talk about your comedy background too. No, I think that covered it. Yeah, no. I think that's good enough. <laughs> that I mean, me. we're not. Yeah, that's right. That's all we need. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, same as Justin. Go same. ahead. Pete. Yeah, same. No, that's <laughs> uh, shout yeah. out to Kevin in the comments. I do a weekly character show every Wednesday night at eight o'clock with Just for Laughs and mm. called Characters Welcome. Check it out. Hmm. Yeah, I started mostly in sketch comedy. Uh, oh, I was in a group called Elephant it? Larry for a while. Uh, another one called Epic Sketch and a Persian. Thank you. Um, and I was artistic director of the People's Improv and Theater, Jeff, which is how and we Jeff, met. And Jeff and Jeff and Jeff. Uh, and then I've been doing this show for 15 years. <laughs> so there you go. Pete? Oh man, uh, yeah, I I did stand up for you a really long so, time. We all said oh, so good. Uh, uh, you know, we was, like uh, doing this. Yeah, <laughs> yes, I want to be the reminding you. Uh, did I just want to bore everybody time. with every yeah. little this bit? Is of nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, we we uh, were doing shit in New York City, and then we met up and started doing this shit. But Pete, you are also a successful storyteller. Which is a form of comedy, I would say. Oh, sure, yeah. Did storytelling as well. Yep, storytelling with you, them, some moth stuff. We had yeah, um, you a won comment. a couple of times, right? Yeah, that's right, twice. Yeah, the comment from someone. Who oh I man, I did. Uh, this is a funny story. I did. Uh, Justin was doing a, a show at UCB, and like I decided to go up and uh, tell the story. And Justin, like on stage, was like, "Hey, this is the story that you won with." I was like, "No, this is a new story." He looked at me like, "Why would you?" Not tell the story that you won with. One. It was so funny. It did not do as well. I should have done this. Yeah. this that story, I put but... Pete on my my show for a sold yeah. out audience, and he <laughs> decided to try out some new material. New material. Yeah. Oh, oh boy. boy, yeah. Oh man. Uh, and any stand up comics that you guys are particularly liking right now? Ooh, it's a tough time for stand-ups who aren't already famous. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out one. There was one I saw do a comedy concert the other day named Che Diaz. She, they're get out of here. very wrong, talented. Oh, wrong, no, wrong, 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 no okay. I barely get that. And, uh, <laughs> um, and I know what you're talking about. Um, I'm going to shout out a good friend of mine, Allison Leiby. Uh, she had a show... Um, oh God, an hour about abortion this past year that um, the New York Times wrote up. Great stand up, doing a lot of stuff. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, Rojo Perez, another uh, great stand up who did my show for many years. Um, yeah, those are two two New York faves. All right, there we go. Pete, you got any picks? Uh, I just saw the Lewis Black special on uh, uh, Amazon. It was pretty funny. Cool. This is from Hugo Sanchez over on YouTube. Hey, Hugo! What's up? Hey, guys. Man? Now that the series is wrapped, what did you think about Crush and Lobo? Also, can we talk about how great John Cena is in Peacemaker? Yes. Nice. Yes, John Cena is fantastic. Uh, Crush and Lobo, I really liked. Uh, I thought that comic had a such a good sort of... Um, narrative I'm, drive yeah the 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 tone and the way the sort of the story was told i thought was great yeah and yeah. john cena peacemaker yeah 
Yeah, man, dude, you can't see me. It was, uh, yeah, Peacemaker's uh, very enjoyable on my on the second episode, um, but um, also just is that uh, because between each episode you have to stop to watch Ted Lasso in its entirety twice each time? Yeah, exactly. Okay. It takes a while. Um, but uh, also, uh, the Crush Lobo was enjoyable. I thought it was fun. Uh, I was a little disappointed they kept them a little too separate. Like I really wanted more interaction from them but uh yeah great mm. series uh yeah more more lobo stuff please space wolverine excellent stop it uh this one another one from youtube this is from nelson martinez did you guys enjoy the moon knight trailer i know nothing of the character so i'd like to hear your guys take on him in general and if you're anticipating the show do you guys check out the highly anticipated moon knight trailer that debuted last night yeah, in the midst of Monday Night Football, Alex. In the what midst a of a full crossover. moon. Yeah. Ooh. Was it? Um, I oh, like the trailer. The show feels like it's um, it, of the Marvel shows so far. It feels like it's what? Red Moon Knight, and it was like, oh, that's cool. But we're gonna sort of do our own thing, where it's like a guy who's losing his mind um, uh, wakes up and continues to realize that he's a superhero. So it feels I I would have liked more white suit white uh three-piece suit as opposed to the sort of mummy wrap costume we saw yeah, i with man prime who dressed up in the white suit a bunch that was my one big quibble with with it was clearly they've changed it to like some sort of mystical mummy wrap suit like you're saying yeah. and Constant. i'm sure it'll be great i'll be on board i'll watch every episode it's fine so like this is all whatever but at the same time uh, I'm not I'm not usually one for contrarian Marvel takes because I feel like a particular film Twitter is like Marvel stupid and I hate to all Marvel no matter what. But yeah. I did see somebody from film Twitter posted a thing where I was like, all right, I think this is actually pretty accurate that they were into it until he got into a generic superhero costume and started doing superhero stuff. And I agree up to that point. I was like, this feels uh, not to call out another superhero show, but this feels like Legion in terms of mind fuckery, in terms of what's yeah, happening. Ooh. And I love that. Like, I loved all the stuff that was going on there, all the visual things with him walking by the reflecting pieces of glass and leaving several of his reflections behind. All of that stuff, not knowing where his mind is or his identity. So cool. So much fun. And as soon as it became what we really like derisively sometimes call them in comics in terms of just being white suit Batman. I was like, all right, this is fine. I'll, I'll still be on board. I'll like this, but I didn't like it quite as much. Well, and here's the thing. We don't know the take that totally. may be a purposeful, like goofy superhero costume. And maybe we will get the white suit. It does feel like a show that is trying to do some trying is knows, knows what it's trying to do with sort of a, a man falling through his own perception or whatever. Uh, love Oscar Isaac. Um, this could be a continuation of the scenes from a marriage universe. We don't know that. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm excited. And I well, don't... as someone who reads a lot of Moon Knight comics, uh, I would like to say that like I there are different kinds of Moon Knight that I love. I love the so I'm not going to say what Zalbin says because I I think it's bullshit to compare him to Batman, but. I do think that he's, the he's, action, right he's rich the, and he's damaged. You had your he, time. You talk. The shot of shut him up. beating the dude shut is up. exactly the same shut as the shot of Batman beating the dude in that trailer. I guess you keep talking. 100%. <laughs> I thought you were about to take your shirt off for some reason, Pete. The way you tucked your hands under your... The Pete <laughs> won't listen to what the Alex is saying. 
Yeah, I feel like Moon Knight. I'm losing my fucking mind over here. You had your time. I would like to talk a little bit about the fact that... And go ahead, but I just want to establish that we're actually three personalities of the same guy. Go ahead, Pete. Yeah. Senator Pete, your time has been reclaimed. (laughs) Oh, God. I I really... If we were in the same place, I would punch you. Um, I I just think that... That's why I love this pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) You can't punch through these digital rectangles yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> hey, great news. Zoom has invented some new technology where you can punch people. We have a fist. It just comes out of your computer like boop, like that. Uh, I would pay money so I could do that. <laughs> so much money. Speak your truth. Uh, there have been many different forms of Moon Knight. There have been the crazy Moon Knight struggling with, is this all real? Is he in just an insane asylum. There's been the more action-oriented. There's been the hilarious Moon Knight uh, who will rip quips and stuff like that. I have loved all of them. If it's done well, I just want them to kind of try not to do too many different Moon Knights, try to pick a kind of lane for Moon Knight. This is going to be the Moon Knight that's you know, you're losing his mind. We don't know what's up or down. Fine, great. Let's go with that. Um but I do think that the trailer looked amazing. They got a lot of talent uh, so far. Uh, you know, everything's been hit. So I don't know why a person like Zalbin would even try to quip about it. Quip? <laughs> all we do is quip. Uh, well, I mean, the, like, I think we're all generally on board with almost everything. So um, yeah. any one of these small quibbles, quips and quibbles are just little uh, for only the very rarefied uh, mm-hmm. differences between these great things. Yes. Ethan Hawke's hair looks weird, though. It me. does look weird. It's it a character like he, choice. Who cares if his hair looks He's wearing weird. like caked on makeup or something. It's very strange. He looks like Nicolas Cage in like the 90s. That's the character he's playing. Is he Nicolas looks like Cage he's type. some other guy wearing an Ethan Hawke mask. <laughs> yeah, oh, robbing a bank in an Ethan Hawke costume. Like, I, before sunrise, just robbed the <laughs> bank. <laughs> Julie Delp in a Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke mask? Well, weird. Wow. All right, this is from Straight Bullet. Tom King is very good at taking characters that live sort of in the sidelines and elevating them through great stories. Mm-hmm. Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is an excellent example. Yeah, is there Are there any characters you'd love to get a similar treatment? Lobo. This is a great question. Was that? Lobo. Mm. Yeah, what's what? You, yeah, what would be better than a 12 issue prestige <laughs> book where Lobo is just very depressed the entire time and yeah. doesn't do a whole lot of things? Yeah. yeah, his space motorcycle doesn't start or something. And he struggles with that. <laughs> All throughout, I think our guest from last week, Mark Russell, is using it very well, but I do think a Red Tornado series mm. from Tom King could be pretty good. He certainly wants to like live in that Justice League International uh what what year is that? Like late eighties, early nineties, something around then? Uh yeah, the JLI and then later yeah. the not like he definitely wants to live League. and reevaluate that era. I assume that's when he was mostly reading comics and that's why he sort of wants to deconstruct all of that. But anything from there. Tom Tormey in the comments calls out Plastic Man. I think that's a great mm. that's a good one as yeah. well. Yeah. Uh along of what uh Pablo Martinez is saying with Teen Titans, I would love to see a Beast Boy, Beast Boy, Cyborg, Perfect Strangers kind of thing 
but really just a sad and melancholy. You, know <laughs> you, want, you, want, <laughs> you want Tom King to do that? Yeah. Nice. Perfect okay. strangers, they they find out they're related and they live together? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my answer is uh, Jimmy Olsen. Boo. Uh, give me that Jimmy Olsen breakdown series. Yeah, he could do a... He hasn't really done anything about... Well, I was going to say he hasn't really done anything about news. Strange Adventures kind of dealt with that in terms of manipulating the media. But I think, yeah. to your point, something with like a Daily Planet series, maybe. I think he could do a good Ooh, job. That would that. be very cool. Uh, let's see. This is... Kevin, what's the craziest deep dive you've ever taken into fandom? Hmm. What does that mean? The craziest deep dive into fandom? Like into our own fandom? Or or, like been obsessed? What's something we've been obsessed with? Yeah, I think something we've been obsessed with. Or is it something, a fandom that we've explored? Because I've certainly done that a lot. Like sort of checked out fandoms and gone deeper into them to kind of like understand what's going on. You're talking about the DC fandom? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I I lived in there. I slept yeah. in there for the whole yeah. year between the two iterations wow. of the DC <laughs> yeah. fandom. Yeah, your wife kicked you out and you went to live in the fandom, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just me and Tiffany Smith and The Rock. <laughs> wow. It's wow. a deep series of deep cuts. You know, I did a pilot with her once. Oh, yeah? Uh, back in the day for Spike, nice. uh, where we did comics. Oh, stuff. that's right. Um, what... F- have you gone like undercover into fandoms? No, I haven't gone undercover in fandoms, but I think there's times, particularly when I'm covering on a, a show and those fandoms suddenly discover, oh, I am covering that show. I like to have mm-hmm. a better understanding of what's going on there, particularly so that I'm not relating to the wrong people in the wrong way. And what I mean by that is like in any fandom, there's going to be very negative elements. So yeah. I try to be as savvy as possible in terms of not just blindly responding to people or talking to them because it might be something that I'm buying into that has a very negative connotation in terms of that fandom. So certainly like uh, Riverdale, I've we've all mm-hmm. dove pretty deeply into that fandom, I think, and become pretty involved in that. Uh, but we also like here. other CW fandoms, uh, I've certainly explored the Flash fandom a bit. Um, I try not to get involved in either Star Trek or Star Wars fandoms because there's such horrible, toxic elements in there. I just, I don't want to be involved. Uh, And Mm. Walking Dead fandom is one that I think, like, I've tried to explore a little bit, but I've never quite gotten. So I understand what they're talking about, but I don't spend a lot of time relating to it. Um, That is a lot. But that that's good. I guess, um, I mean, f- let me say, I, I read the Silmarillion, so that's an unnecessary depth into the Tolkien-verse. Um, but I, I guess the fandom... Say, please explain what the fuck you just said. Thank you. Yeah, no, that's what I did. That's I'm too deep for Pete. But I, I think the fandom I've actually gotten in the deepest on is Pete LePage, uh, exploring <laughs> the underside of his life and all of the weird intricacies. Oh God. In different houses he's burned down with his friends. I different... try to keep things shallow. You know what I mean? I don't try to go mm. too deep on stuff. Yeah, I know. But we know. <laughs> we know. You're like a little pond uh, who's like, I'm a pond. But we know mm. that you're a weird lake. <laughs> you're like a sinkhole and we got to get underneath. I mm. do think, I mean, the easy answer here is comic book fandom. Like, we're we're pretty steeped in that, I would say. Yeah. 
Just I mean, a little. Exactly, I mean, I can't. I don't have much space for other fandoms besides the all the rooting through all the minutia of <laughs> stuff. That we and are. we're not even that steeped in it. Like we don't spend a lot of time going into fan quibbles that are happening on the side on Reddit or whatever or anything like that. Like there's all of those things, and there's all the fandoms within the comic book fandom, like. I'm always fascinated when I accidentally stumble across something in X-Men fandom, and those are people that only care about X-Men, or Spider-Man fandom, or or Batman fandom, or any of those things. People, like I found, uh, I think we were talking about this the other day, not the other day, but a couple of weeks ago when we were doing the Hawkeye podcast, or actually, I don't think we talked about this, this is at work, I stumbled all over a Twitter account that's just all about Mockingbird, and it's a person that has like, multiple times a day posting stuff just about the character Mockingbird from Marvel Comics. Yeah, big That's a level <laughs> of dedication that honestly is very impressive to me and I don't think I could ever reach. But I feel like that's something that's all-encompassing. Like a dedication to that means you don't have a lot of other space for a for more variety of things because you're so dedicated. Like Alex, you and ElfQuest. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was going to mention Lamanana says erotica fanfic fandoms and yes, ElfQuest... ElfQuest erotica fanfic fandom is my big fandom, but I don't like You lost a couple of years to that, right? Or just vanished <laughs> off the radar. Yeah, 100%. I went deep we, undercover there. We had to hire that. That's Alex why my wife kicked me out and I had to leave the fandom. <laughs> the fandom. <laughs> we had to hire an Alex impersonator for truly year, a year of this podcast. See if you can yes. pick out when he started. He was wearing, <laughs> it was actually Ethan Hawke wearing a me mask. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> And that's you in Moon Knight wearing an Ethan Hawke mask. Absolutely. I hope you enjoy my performance. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, This is... Wait, what about Pete's fandom? Oh, yeah. Pete's fandom is uh, Mountain Dew, I think. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you are in way too deep on that. Great. Uh, Is there... I mean, just... I do think this is really interesting. Just, Pete, is there, like... Is there a sports team that you know too much about or something that you've gotten way too deep on? I mean, I go... I go deep on different things. Like, I think the first thing I kind of, like, lost my mind about uh, was Douglas Adams, and I had to know everything Mm -hmm. about that guy. Um, And then it was... uh, Then it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, um, and, and it was just, like, I had to have every issue. I had to know... Uh, all the things. So, uh, <laughs> yes, stray bullies, Ted Lasso. You know, maybe I'm on a couple of Twitter accounts that I shouldn't be, but whatever. You know, like it's cool. Um, wow. You know, people love Ted Lasso, and I like to be a part of that. But yeah, I mean, I don't. I, you know, I don't have a ton of free time. But you know, the when you when you love something, you you know it immediately. And for me, it's like. As soon as I see something, I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be huge. It was like Murder Falcon. I just had to read the first issue, and I knew, like, this is, Mm -hmm. like, my new jam. I'm going to fucking rock this. As a fan of uh, Pete, I'm excited to hear about the uh, you, you, Pete, you gazing at the abyss of Ted Lasso Twitter and what (laughs) looks back at you. Uh, I, I mean, I keep I would try to keep things positive when it comes to something I love. I'm not going to get involved in the, uh, you know, the other side of it. It's just all like, you know, because Ted Lasso is such a moving thing that also the Twitter tends to be super supportive and moving and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's 
not to keep talking about this, but I really do think fandoms are absolutely fascinating. It's something that I think about all the time. I, I also think about like, like we're sort of getting to here or talking around the different levels of fandom and what you think is you being in a fandom versus what is actually being in a fandom. And there's very, not that I've ever been on another podcast, but I was on another podcast talking about How Star Trek. Dare you? I know. I'm sorry, guys. I was talking about Star Trek and I always feel very uncomfortable about Star Trek because there's like, I remember, in my opinion, the basics about things, but I can't like call out specific episodes. And there are certainly alien races that I forget and continuity things that I forget. And I was talking about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. You know, like, I think like I'm kind of a casual fan. And the person who was hosting the podcast called me out. They were like, over the course of this podcast, you have mentioned every single series of Star Trek. You've seen all the movies multiple times. You're wearing a Star Trek hat and like uh, a, a communicator. Yeah. And and I was like, yeah, oh, okay. I, but even that level to me, like, I'm Alex, not going to be over a... here like Darmok and Gillard at Tanagra. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the thing is, like, that, you know, there's things that, like, I don't know. There's different levels to fandom, but I think it's fascinating. We're like, I would call. Pete is a hardcore Ted Lasso fan, but he's not on Ted Lasso Twitter. He's not posting Reddit or Tumblr memes or anything like that. But yeah. he's he's rewatching val- the series over and over again. constantly. A total normal person would. Yeah, there you go. So I don't know. Uh, fandom is very interesting to me. There was necessarily a point on? there. Uh, no, I, oh you can you you did a little bit. No, no, that's from a very specific episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Um, I'm a next generation guy, um, mm-hmm. but I don't speak Klingon. Yeah. And it's all fine. I mean, if anybody is listening to this, oh, and you are, well, no, no, I think it's important yeah, because there's yeah. like, I, I don't know who listens to this podcast, but if you're listening to this podcast <laughs> and you feel like you are not a fan of something, if you like something, you're a fan of it. And if you want to talk about the thing, you're a fan of it and that's it. And you're in the fandom. You don't have to be like, I have an encyclopedic knowledge of this thing. It's just enjoying a thing makes you a fan of the thing, and that's it. Yeah. But show us your full back tat of the fifth doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. You were asking me, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I was, so I was talking to my wife. My bad. Yeah. Uh, Pablo says, friends fandom too. And yes, Pablo, you're part of my friends fandom. Uh, Maybe he means the TV show Friends, Alex. Yeah, I've never nice heard that of that. You took I'm it sorry. that way. Yeah. I've, never, I've never heard of that. This is from Rich. Uh, Pete, thoughts on the new Punisher logo? I know you talked about it when it first was announced, but any further thoughts now that Ooh. a couple of weeks removed? Well, I I want to read it to kind of believe it, but, uh, you know, it's a temporary, you know, just like how the Punisher was, you know, this cosmic kind of like ghost hunter thing for a little while it was a temporary badass run i'm hoping this is another cool badass look for punisher we'll we'll see time will tell um yeah i mean i i won't uh until i'm like in it i won't have any other uh kind of things to kind of say about it but uh you know it's it's fun to see people taking punisher in new places um that hopefully don't make me angry well, how do you feel about my speaking of fandoms? My Mephisto um, redesign here and my Mephisto fandom that I'm rocking. Yeah, not cool, dude. Nobody likes Mephisto. Speaking of shirts, though, let's end with this question from Lawana Nana. Where did Pete get his cool new shirt? Oh, my God. <laughs> don't, don't respond. Uh, oh my Great God. question. 
Don't read he... your questions? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Where did you get your cool new shirt, Pete? And what is your cool new shirt? Please describe it. I you held it up and I noticed it was it's new. A, but... It's a Wolverine uh, t-shirt. We went down to South Street in Philly and uh, Atomic uh, City Comics. Uh, we went in there to check it out. It was a pretty cool comic book shop. I'm trying to make my way around all the Philly shops. Uh, you know, it's, I'm a fan of comic shops. I love going into a comic shop. Every comic shop has a different vibe, a different thing. Um, this was definitely like a cool kid's place for sure. Um, whereas a Midtown Comics is not going to kind of like judge you when you walk in the door. But uh, mm. it's still, it was, uh, they had a lot of amazing stuff in there. So it's hard not to spend your money. Um, uh, there's someone with a similar name from the question, Liwana Nana, post in the comments. I keep trying to get him recognized. This is Pete LePage of Comic Book Club. <laughs> yeah, not, it's not fun with her in the shop when she she's just trying. pointing at you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, huh? like, hey, talk louder. Maybe someone will recognize your voice. Uh, I was back in Syracuse um, this past weekend yeah. and uh, went into the formerly the carousel mall now destiny Ooh. the name of the mall it and there's a change it's not the... the carousel mall anymore no they call Dude, it no, destiny it's sort mall. of bad it's uh, yeah but is there uh, still we... a carousel there is still a carousel okay, so uh, feel free to ride um but uh went to the comic book store there with my two daughters and i couldn't pay attention because i was chasing them around the entire time so i had Aww. a real moment of how the times have <laughs> changed you weren't like uh you couldn't get them to stand at attention like uh act like it's a church or something like but yeah i was like back, so like... girls this is and they were both running in two different directions i was like that's not <laughs> don't, don't touch all that stuff and then like uh... i was like we had to get out of here yeah Good times. All right, we are going to move on with our next section, which is trivia. And for that, I'm going to turn it over to Pete LePage. All right. Pete LePage, the America's uh, <laughs> eulogist. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's fun. Oh, you guys are having fun. Uh, do we have a lucky uh, uh, person we're pulling in? Or is this? Yes, we absolutely do. Tom Torme is okay. the contestant tonight. And if you want to compete on trivia and win a $25 gift card, all you have to do is submit in the comics. Uh, here's Tom. Hey. Wow. Hello, hello. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Tom all with right. the shelf porn flex behind uh, you. Yeah. You thank you. Thank you. I had to try yeah. something. I had to do something. I like the Skeletor. You got the Iron Man back there. Ooh, look at those Godzillas. Yeah. Oh, Slimer wow. lurking in the oh, back there. Slimer. Yeah. yeah. Look at that, man. Oh, yeah. Baby very Yoda. Cool. All yeah. right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Thank you, you win. Guys. $25. $25, <laughs> that's it. Awesome. Uh, all right, well, today's trivia is uh, corresponds by Midtown Comics. You will win a $25 gift card to Midtown Comics. Today's trivia is on topical comic news and a small nod to the legend Sidney Portier, RIP. Please listen to all three options before making your selection. Here we go. Question number one. The X-Men are going back to the 90s with the new title blank. Is it A, Pogs, B, X-Men 92, or C, Christy Alley? So it's either A, don't pick it, but really timely, or is it B, X-Men 92? B, B sounds fantastic. I'll go with B. You are correct, sir. All right. Great nice. Question number two, DC announced that they are going back to Flashpoint. 
with blank. Is it A, Flashpoint Beyond? Or is it B, Flashpoint Returns? Or is it C, Clancy Brown? So it's either A, or you could pick B or C. I'll go with A, Flashpoint Beyond. All right. Here we go. Last one. Nailed it. In the Devil's (laughs) Reign, new villains for hire number one. The villains hit blank. Is it A, the Met Gala, B, a new understanding of themselves, or is it C, Frederick Coffin? So it's either A and $25 are yours, or you could be completely wrong and get nothing. I'll, I'll go with A, the Met Gala. Hey, there you go. Wow. $25. Wow. Tom, Amazing work. Awesome. Congratulations, Tom. You're going to get $25 to Midtown Comics. And to anybody listening out there, all you have to do is fill in a form. We put it up on at Comic Book Live or in the comments here on Crowdcast and YouTube. And you can play as well. But, Tom, do you have a guess what secret movie Pete was indicating that Sidney Poitier was in? With with Kirstie Alley. With Kirstie Alley, apparently. Oh, gosh. Uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank with the Christie Alley. Now, yeah, I was going to get the right. famous one, but uh, you lost me at uh, Christie Alley. It was I don't the think... guess, who, guess who's coming to Cheers? Was that? <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Right. That's good. One. It's the 1988 hit "Shoot to Kill." Ah. Tom nice. Oh, of course. Yes, that uh, great. I believe they the... carry that yeah. at Midtown Comics. If you want to pick it up, Tom. Or grab yourself a Godzilla if you've got space. Oh, yeah. Love it. Love it. Thank thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Oh, my gosh. Thanks for coming on. Have a great night, Tom. You too, guys. Thank you. Later. All right. There we go. I couldn't not look. I think it's pretty awesome. Honestly, whatever you do, don't look at the guests, Pete. I was just like (laughs) looking past him, like, oh, my God, that looks like Batman. Honestly, as the star of trivia, you seemed a little bit that wasn't. Your best performance. Wow, it wasn't really? your best performance. You were just—you seemed a little distracted. Uh, and oh, on, honestly, uh, the, uh, we almost pulled you for the understudy. <laughs> well, speaking right, of I'll, which, I'll do better next time. Not at all. No, no I don't. You're, you're a star. There's no your your star still shines. Lots of comics coming out this week. Lots of things to choose from. What are you yeah. guys looking forward to, Justin? What are you looking oh. forward to? What's oh, uh, me? Yeah. Um, I gotta say, I'm looking forward to. I mean, the silver coin uh, oh, is coming on, out. You one of my just... great book, great art, great stories. This one um, is by our, our guy uh, uh, Matthew Rosenberg. Um, really, yeah. Um, looking forward to hear and see his take. I feel like it's going to have a really interesting panel theme running through it. And of Ooh. course, let me also shout out Homesick Pilots, um, oh, yeah. a book that. Constantly uh, feels like it's going off the rails, and yet they find other rails that we yeah. did not see coming. Like all trains, there are other rails for it to ride. <laughs> Speaking of which, Snowpiercer season three coming very soon. Wow, <laughs> Alex, you're really on Twitter. You are really holding the torch for Snowpiercer. Absolutely. I don't know. Season two was pretty good. Pete, what are you looking forward to this coming out this week? A righteous search for vengeance number four and Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow number seven. Just absolutely spectacular comics. 
Great. I'm looking forward to She-Hulk number one, just because I always like She-Hulk. But also, Rainbow Rowell, who I absolutely love, is writing it. Did a great job. If you don't know her novel work, she wrote on Runaways recently and did a fantastic run there. So really, really interested to see what she's going to do with one of my favorite characters in Marvel. And folks... That is it for this week's show. Thanks for we listening, thank Justice our, <laughs> We want to thank our two guests on the show. We want to thank Rich Wosicki. Go check yes. out Deadbeats and Miscreants on yes, Kickstarter do. now. Also, Warwick Johnson Cadwell. Check out Falcon Spear from Dark Horse oh, Comics out nice. now. Yeah, check it out. Great. Next week on the show, Reese Prosser is going to be here to talk about NJXP. Also, Chris Dunn, friend of the show, is going to be here Yay! to talk about our truth, so it'll be fun to have him back. Patreon.com slash Comic Book Club to support this show and all the shows we do, Nerd. iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow. Don't forget to leave us a comic book review request in the iTunes reviews at Comic Book Live on Twitter, Comic Book Club Live on Instagram, ComicBookClubLive.com for this podcast, and many more. Until next time... Good night. Good night, everybody. Take care of yourself out there. They sit on crappy couches and they let the secrets leak. And occasionally they let their special guests speak. So grab your grin. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.